1: Good evening, fellow It It is the Week 13 waivers stream show. Your first look at it. Uh, luckily, this week we did not have a lot of uh, major injuries outside of DJ Moore. Uh, seems to be the speculative thinking on a lot of the uh, the Twitter doctors and PTs and that sort of thing. Is you know, worst case scenario is a is a ruptured Achilles. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Had an injury, uh, not sure of the extent of that. And then Philip Lindsay tweaked his knee, according to Fangio. And we don't know the the extent or severity of that either. There, there were some other defensive injuries like Jacksonville, was just <laughs> if you're watching that game, man, you, you just gotta feel bad for that team, just absolutely decimated with injuries. So we're gonna jump into it and just uh we're just gonna get right into the uh, the streams first. Uh, Kev, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the uh, the quarterback streams for Week Thirteen.
2: Yeah, I and mean, the list doesn't look uh, insanely different than what he did last week, really. But uh, we really start off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, it looks like Tua is probably going to be out for multiple weeks with uh, with the thumb injury that he has. They get Cincinnati this week. There's no reason to rush him back. They did win this week against the Jets. But Fitzpatrick looked a lot like Fitzpatrick. Uh, completed 24 of 39 passes for 260 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, it was good news for Devontae Parker, who, uh, you know, without Preston Williams and, you We know, saw a team-high 14 targets, and the uh, both scores went to Mike Gesicki inside the red zone. But this week, they get a Cincinnati defense that has been torched all year. I mean, we saw Daniel Jones today playing really well before he got hurt. That's actually an injury that we're going to have to monitor as well uh, with Daniel Jones. Uh, he left that game, and uh, Colt McCoy had to finish uh, that game. Uh, so That's we'll see what was going on there. It looked like some sort of a knee injury. I don't think it's like an ACL, but, I mean, it could be something like MCL or whatever, so we'll have to see on that. But, no, I don't think a lot of people were too worried about playing Daniel Jones but I do think the Giants do get s- Seattle this week I think I believe this upcoming week which would have been a good matchup for him regardless we'll have to wait on that but the Dolphins like I said get Cincinnati who ranked 28th in pass DVOA 23rd in run DVOA they're also they've also tied for the most touchdowns allowed to the opposing quarterbacks as well so there's a lot to like with this matchup going against Cincinnati um, so I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, I think he's a go for again next week and Ryan Fitzpatrick has really played well all year for the most part um, as a fantasy quarterback, like he always provides fantasy goodness. So I do like Brian Fitzpatrick. Uh, Taysom Hill uh, is rostered in like 60% of leagues. So will have to you know, uh, for a lot of people, he won't be there. But uh, I think some people dropped him this week because of the fact that he lost the tight end uh, eligibility. And he also. Um, you know, was going against a Denver defense that is uh they're pretty good. So this week, though, they, they come back and they get Atlanta again, which we've already seen this matchup once, but uh this week Taysom Hill completed nine of 16 passes for 78 yards, rushed for 44 yards and two rushing touchdowns, and a true Tim Tebow like game, uh, was what pretty much what this was. The Saints handled this game from start to finish, you know, with um no quarterbacks out there for Denver, which was uh, just ridiculous and shocker. Uh, Kendall Hinton didn't do a motherfucking thing. So, not that that really shocks anybody, but that's what happened. So, you know, the last time that he, they, they faced, which was week 11, you know, Taysom Hill did throw for 230 yards and also had two more rushing touchdowns. Falcons uh, are 23rd and past DVOA. They're 10th in rush DVOA. They continue to do really well. Uh, and their defense has actually started to look better and better every single week. You know, the, the Falcons absolutely crushed the Raiders today. Um, so, and I will say the, the Falcons also allowed the most fantasy points to the quarterback position as well. So, um, I think Taysom Hill, I think you can go back there again for another week. I do uh, believe they said that Drew Brees is expected to return week 15. So, you know, uh, I think you can at least, uh, look to play him for at least this, this upcoming week with Taysom Hill. Uh, the next up is Kirk Cousins, who, Once again, uh, played really well today. They ended up coming back and getting a late victory, completed 34-45 passes for 307 yards and three touchdowns. He's now scored 20 fantasy points in three of his last four games and will face the Jaguars' defense. That's 30th in pass DVOA and 20th in rush DVOA. Um, they've also allowed the third most fantasy points and the second most touchdowns to the position. But the biggest concern with Kirk Cousins is always the same thing, right, is game script. Like it, if they're in a negative game script, that is when it's really good for Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is like a low-end QB1 when that happens. I mean, he did that today without Irv Smith, without Adam Thielen. You know, I think you could probably expect Adam Thielen to return this this next week. So he, they will get them back as well. But, you know, if the, if the Jaguars can do what they did today against the Browns and at least keep the game close. I mean, Mike Glennon played better than I thought he was going to i think he threw for like 240 yards and two touchdowns but if they can keep it at least close i do think that that spells good things for Kirk cousins and i think at the very least he's like a high-end qb2 this week um next up is Derek carr it is really fucking hard to trust Derek carr at this point right he comes off a great yeah. game against kansas city and then he comes follows that up a game against atlanta and absolutely shits the bed um uh, today and what was a great matchup uh you know against atlanta Atlanta's pass defense can be had but carr You know, completed 22 of 34 passes for 215 yards. He had one interception. I believe he also fumbled the ball. Uh, The Raiders just turned it over um, way too much. But the the Raiders, you know, this week get the Jets, who are 30th in pass DVOA, ninth in rush DVOA. Very similar matchup here, uh, you know, against the team. Now, obviously, the the Jets do not have the offense that the, the Falcons have and some of the weapons that they do have. But regardless of that, this is another great matchup for Derek Carr. So if you're desperate, Derek Carr is somebody I think you can go to. Uh, barring, you know, if you can get past what he just came off of this past week, because I think a lot of people aren't going to want to go to him. Next up is Mitchell yeah. Trubisky, which they're playing right now. Um, I think this Bears offense has looked better with Mitchell Trubisky. He has made some mistakes. He did throw the the the, the deep interception. Then he also fumbled. But right before halftime, he did get that touchdown. But it is a good matchup against Detroit. Past that, you know, Phillip Rivers continues to kind of be that floor play quarterback. Uh, completed 24 of uh, 42 passes for 295 yards, two touchdowns, and an absolute beatdown by the Titans and Derrick Henry. So um, the Colts will take on uh, the Texans this week. Uh, the Texans are 24th in pass DVOA, 30th in rush DVOA, and the Texans have allowed the 12th most points to position. So I don't think this is a real ceiling game. I don't think this, uh, Phillip Rivers, is somebody that you're going to want to plug in there and expect to get like a high-end QB1 or anything like that. But I think at the very least, you could probably expect 18 to 20 from him. And, you know, depending on what else is out there, like I don't hate Phillip Rivers. And then Baker Mayfield, uh, again, threw for 260 yards, two touchdowns. He really could have had a better day because he missed a wide-open Rashad Higgins. I don't know how he missed him. Um, wide open. Terrible throw by Baker Mayfield. But the Titans have been terrible all- along the defense. They do not get any pressure on the quarterback. They're ranked 25th in pass DVOA, 20th in run DVOA, and they've allowed the 10th most fantasy points in the position. So I do think... If, again, in a pinch, I think Baker Mayfield makes a little bit of sense. You know, we saw Jarvis Landry smash today, um, have a really good game, which is something that we've been kind of looking for, you know, but the, the Browns have had some of that rough rough weather, so they're really having to open up the offense. I didn't expect the Browns to throw as much as they did today, to be honest with you. Uh, really, I felt like this is a game that they were probably going to come in and, you know, run the ball 45 times, but, um, you know, it didn't happen, so – uh, you know Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, came through today. Was a decent fantasy option. So I, and again next week, I think in a matchup that they're going to have to throw the ball against Tennessee, uh, I, I think Baker Mayfield is somebody that you can look at too.
1: The most telling thing about the uh, that wide open pass that Baker missed was the fact that Higgins was just wide open like the literally the entire time, and then you see like Mayfield clutch, clutch, and then he finally lets it rip and. Uh, <laughs> not not great bob just completely missed him wide open in the middle of the end zone. Uh we're going to go ahead and keep things rolling here we're just going to jump over to the top tight end streams for week 13. Kind of like Kevin was saying with quarterback there's a lot of the same names here for for tight end as well. One I did leave off the list that should be on here if you were watching live on YouTube and not listening to this. I I did leave uh Jordan Reed off of here uh for, just forgot to forgot to add him from my list. I think if you're desperate, I think he is in play. If you have to go there, hopefully you don't. But he does have uh, six targets in back-to-back games. Other than that, uh, like I said, a bunch of the same names here from last week. Robert Tanyan, Listen, he's he's tied to Aaron Rodgers, and that's as far as the tight end position goes with what we have left. That's one of the best things that we can truthfully, honestly hope for. Uh, Will Disley, we're still not sure how this is going to look, obviously because they are playing tomorrow night. But with with Greg Olson missing at least a couple of weeks, if not the rest of the season, he's in play. He's been uh, leading the the tight end room in in snaps and routes by far over um, over Jacob Hollister. So I think you can look there. Jordan Akins, he did not have a great game after going. I think it was like five for sixty three the week before. I think he put up a, a, a big old gooser. For you, but that's the 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 silver lining here is that no tight end did anything. That was just the uh, the Duke and wide receiver show for, on on Thursday night on on Thanksgiving. So I think you can go back to look at him just because of you know how how thin the the waiver wire is for tight ends. Dalton Schultz out here as well. I, again, like just gross gross names. Uh, Schultz is averaging six targets per game though. I think Kyle Rudolph is in play, particularly if Irv Smith were to miss. Uh, Kyle Rudolph actually had himself a, a solid game. And then Logan Thomas, always just here. You know, he's, he's leading tight ends in, uh, in routes run, but the, the production simply isn't there. He saved his fantasy day if you were forced to play him on thursday by scoring that touchdown but other than that he went four for 20. so again not great hopefully you have your your tight end already set if you're heading into the playoffs uh i i Tanyan is the guy that i would be adding here and then after after that i think you can look at akins and disley but hopefully like i said you're uh you're already set you don't have to look to the to the waivers of for streaming options going forward for, yeah and and if for you look
2: at it though, no, i now, well, I will say Jordan Akins had a touchdown in his hands, um, but he got knocked out uh, at the last second. So he he almost came through. And then Dalton Schultz, I do like Dalton Schultz a little bit. Like he is continually seeing targets, um, and with Andy Dalton and this offense looking a little bit better, uh, I think that Dalton Schultz is somebody that I think could be on like a low end tight end one remaining of the rest of the season. So I don't hate Dalton Schultz. And then Logan Thomas, I think leads the leads the league or leads the leads the NFL in uh, the most weeks on the waiver wire because he continues every <laughs> single week to be a guy that uh, people are like. Hey, you can play uh, Logan Thomas this week, but uh, you know, here we are. Yeah, it's a uh, like I
1: said, it's gross. Hopefully, you have your tight end situation figured out, um, and you you don't you don't have to have to look here. Just and and if you do, pinch your nose and and just don't don't look at your tight end points that week would be would be my uh, my recommendation. But we'll go ahead and we're going to keep things moving on here. Let's head over to uh, something that might be a little more exciting to talk about, and let's uh, let's touch on running backs. Kev, what do you uh, what do you have here for the folks?
2: Well, it's kind of a little bit of the same, right? Um, J.K. Dobbins, which I think a lot of people were were running to add, and then all of a sudden we found out he was on COVID, so people started dropping him in, because he's he's still only rostered in 50% of leagues on ESPN. And on uh, Yahoo, I think he's like 61%. So the good news is that he didn't test positive for COVID. He was a uh, contact. So that means he should be back. I would assume this, what they played Monday night, I think, against, uh, Detroit, or against Dallas, right? Because they moved that game. They were the Thursday night game. So they moved that game to Monday. So he should be back. Yep. And that is a great matchup to start to come back from uh, for that Monday game against Dallas at like 4 p.m. Eastern time, which is ridiculous. But whatever. So stupid. <clears throat> um Anyway, so if J.K. Dobbins is out there, somebody dropped him, I think J.K. Dobbins should be somebody you definitely want to add because, like I said, for a lot of these guys, this is probably only a one-week deal. Uh, we'll still wait and see if this game happens on Tuesday. I believe that it will. Cam Akers, like, it is the most frustrating thing in the world with Cam Akers, right? Because he clearly is the best running back they have. Today he rushed nine for 84, had a touchdown. What You know, a lot of that bulk of that came on the one run. It was a 61-yard, uh, yeah. 61-yard run, but – the rest of the running backs did nothing. Like, Daryl Henderson, 10 for 19. Malcolm Brown, 3 for 4. Had two receptions at 15 yards. <sighs> like, it's just frustrating. Like, like like Sean McVay, just give the fucking ball to Cam Akers. Like, he's clearly... Whenever you sat here and you, I've watched him for, like, the last two or three weeks, he's clearly the best running back they have. Like, it, and it's not close. And, and so, anyways, I think Cam Akers is only rostered in 28% of leagues. I definitely want him there. I think... Hopefully, moving forward, they start to they continue to give him more opportunities because he's definitely the best the best running back they have in that backfield. So, if Cam Akers is available, I don't I don't mind going there. James White uh, didn't do a ton, but he did find the end zone twice. He carried the ball five times for 18 yards, only had one reception on one target, which is wild because I think two of the last three games he had, had at least five receptions. So, but he did come through with two touchdowns. So he played him, and I do think he has some flex appeal against the Chargers this week. So, if you want to play James White, I think you can do that. Um, tier two, Benny Snell, we'll have to wait and see because with with James Conner going on the COVID list, if he is forced to miss next week, then Benny Snell, or if Benny Snell is sitting out there and you have some way to get him into your lineup or add him, like I would be doing so because even if you could not out playing him this week, I think he could be an option again next week. So we'll see with Benny Snell, but I think he's worth an add. Latavius Murray, look, 19 carries today, 123 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He's now has 31 carries over 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 Taysom Hill's two starts. Listen, like it sucks because like Alvin Kamara is kind of like dead right now. Like they're not throwing the ball to him because Taysom Hill's not looking to run. They are just looking to pound the rock over and over and over again. And they're really you kind of using Taysom Hill a lot like Tim Tebow was used, right? And so that is killing Alvin Kamara because he's not seeing the pass catching volume.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
2: And if he's not going to see that, and they're using Latavius Murray as a, you know, a a all far more than i think that's a, that's a big problem right and so latavius murray next week i think is a low end rb2 high end rb3 against the falcons because they're going to continue to do what they've been doing and i think Latavius murray can end up seeing 15 to 20 touches in that game i know it's super tilting you know as an alvin kamara owner who as the guy goes out today and does absolutely nothing but i think this is a this is not this is not simply a one-week thing now we have two weeks of, uh, of an example of this of this is what the, the saints are looking to do and so right now It it really, really hurts Alvin Kamara's upside right now. Now, could things change, of course, but as of right now, I think Latavius Murray at worst is an RB3 next week uh, against the Falcons. And then these other guys I put on here, was a lot like we talked about at the end of the show today. Like, this is the time to be adding these guys. Devontae Booker, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams. All those guys should be rostered in 100% of leagues. If any of them are available add them because this is the time. If something happens to one of the starters, this is when you win a championship off one of these guys. There's no more letting those guys hang out there. And you want to, what happens is most fucking people want to wait until they pop, wait until they do something. And then, and then whenever they do, then they're out there rushing and hoping they have a high waiver priority, or they have a lot of fab. If you don't be proactive and start adding these guys to your bench and get rid of all these guys that you're never going to start because all we're looking for now is the golden ticket We have one more week until the fantasy playoffs start. So it is time to get aggressive and start adding these guys and screw the rest of your bench. You should not have two quarterbacks. I don't care if you have two high-level quarterbacks. Get rid of one of them. You don't need them. If you're not going to play them, get rid of the guy. You shouldn't have multiple tight ends. You shouldn't have multiple defenses, and you damn sure should never have two kickers. But with that said, all those guys deserve to be added. I think Boston Scott could probably go on that list. Jordan Wilkins um, is a secondary guy. He didn't really do a whole lot today to Neem Hines. There's a chance that uh, Jonathan Taylor could return this upcoming week. Ido Smith, which, of course, we, we called it with Brian Hill, right? That Brian Hill uh, is somebody that you really probably aren't going to want to play unless you're desperate yep. because Brian Hill is a fucking Brian Hill. And once again, all the hype went around Brian Hill this week, and Brian Hill did a fucking thing. And Ido Smith is the one who ended up getting in the in, uh, getting into the end zone, scoring a touchdown at the end. Yep. And these other guys, Frank Gore, I can't play Frank Gore. I can't ever bring myself to play Frank Gore, but like he is such, he's kind of a floor play, or maybe he gets you eight to ten fantasy points. But he is he has no upside whatsoever. And then carry on Johnson. I don't think that really. I think DeAndre Swift is back this week, so that pretty much carry on's just more of a handcuff. And then Jeremy Nichols, I think, would be the guy if something happened to Derrick Henry.
1: I'm uh I, I'm surprised you even got yourself to type out Frank Gore's name to to have him on that list.
2: Well, I, I, it was really tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It was really tough for me to even have him on the list because I hate, like, I hate putting these guys on there because it's like a roster clogger. But the, he has like, lo, like he has like a very, he has no ceiling whatsoever. His ceiling is like 15 points, 12 points. But without without Lamichael P. Ryan on the offense, you know, um, he's going to be the guy.
1: Yeah. Just really quick on your on your point about the handcuffs and adding these guys now. This was almost Alexander Madison week. Dalvin Cook left that game. He had to be helped off by the trainers. He like was barely able to put any weight on that one leg, did not look good, went into the tent. He ended up coming out and ended up ultimately ended up coming back into that game. Like you were saying, Kev, like this, like if if you would have already had Madison on your roster you would that is the golden ticket right there if dalvin cook would have had uh, a serious injury we know what his injury history is he should be added and the crazy thing is is i think he is the the most widely available out of all those guys in tier two which does not make any sense to me considering his injury history so uh if 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 these guys are available like kev said go get them and go get them now don't wait until an injury happens or one of those guys pop off so Let's uh, let's finish things off with the top wide receiver ads for Week 13. Again, a lot of the same names from from last week, but a lot of these guys are still relatively available. Michael Pittman and Corey Davis both sitting there around that 50 percent ownership level. You have to add those guys, get them in your lineups. Uh, don't be don't fret over Michael Pittman with uh, with his. You know, ba- I think he had what like four PPR points today, but. He did see nine targets, which was still good for a 21% target share. And I think that was second only to Naheem Hines, who had 10, I believe. So the the targets are still coming for Pittman. It just didn't uh, just didn't get there on the on the box score and on a, on the stat sheet this week. Corey Davis had double digit points again. And the Titans do have the fifth easiest passing schedule from weeks thirteen to sixteen. Again, th- those are going to be ones that are available in 10 team weeks, probably 12. Team, I would not assume that those guys are available. But if for whatever reason they are still sitting out there your waivers, go and snag them. Gabe Davis, I threw in here uh with with the news of John Brown hitting IR. Gabe Davis was second today in targets with uh Ty with Cole Beasley, obviously behind Stephon Diggs. And Gabe Davis does have 70 yards and a score in two of his last three games. If you were paying attention to anything we were doing during the uh during the offseason during training camp. And you were following along with uh, the threads that we were putting out on Twitter. Literally, you could not go a day without one of the one of the Buffalo B writers just hyping up Gabe Davis. Like literally, every day was Gabe Davis day during training camp. So the, this, uh, as widely available as he is, this is not one of those like th- this isn't a point chasey thing. We know that Josh Allen's gonna just throw the rock around all all around the yard. So Gabe Davis you can pick him up and feel pretty confident even with him sitting. I think he's like Ross in like 1% of leagues right now. Uh, Jacoby Myers keeps doing his thing. We don't need to talk about him too much. It is a little a little thin because we never know what we're gonna get out of Cam Newton but he did have uh, I think he had double digit uh, PPR points again today. Sammy Watkins, he comes off of his injury in his first game back and he was just jumped right back into his role. He was third in targets by behind Hill and Kelsey. And he actually does have seven catches in four of his six games played. And he's tied to Patrick Mahomes. I I really don't think we need to uh, need to say too much else there. Jalen Rager. I mean, we're we're all just praying and hoping and waiting for the Jalen Rager breakout week. Definitely need to add him. He's still widely available. Tier two, uh, Cole Beasley. If... uh, if you played him and you're looking at your fancy points, you might feel okay about it. But he actually got through it, got there today through a touchdown pass to Gabe Davis. But I was a little bit worried with his matchup that he had today and that kind of I, I I'm not entirely sure how much Chris Harris lined up against him or shadowed him, but he only had two catches today for like twenty something yards, I believe. But I think better days are ahead for Colt Beasley. Denzel Mims, Brashad Perriman. I was I was surprised. With how much they were targeted today, uh, I thought it was going to be the Jameson Crowder day. They actually both outproduced Jameson Crowder. So if we're going to get more of Sam Darnold taking these shots, which, I, like I said, I didn't think we are going to get, especially today against Miami, their outside corners, you can look to have them for kind of boom-bust options. Same thing with Lazard and MBS. I'm not sure what the targets are sitting at right now, but Lazard was second on targets going into halftime behind um behind Devontae Adams. He did have I think he had like I think he has four targets. He had the the touchdown as well there. Nelson Aguilar, another kind of boom bust option. Uh today he actually had showed a little bit of a floor when he went five for fifty despite Derek Carr and that entire offense just not able to really get anything going. We had a couple of questions on him just with his the the touchdown upside. Obviously he didn't get there today with the touchdown, but again 5 for 54 if you played him in a full PPR league i think you're okay with that last two here uh KJ Hamler Tim Patrick and then uh Kiki Coody i think if uh, if you're in deeper leagues and you know 14 16 team leagues or if you're just in a in a league where you have a bunch you know maybe an extra flex or two i think you can look there hopefully better days are ahead for the uh for the Denver passing offense with uh you know, hopefully they're, they're not relying on a practice squad (laughs) wide receiver. Hopefully they don't have to deal with that again throughout the rest of the year. So that is, uh, that, that is it as far as the, as far as the waivers go. Um, Kev, anything else you want to, the Pugmaster coming through again, we, uh, had the question this morning on the game day show about playing Hinton in the, in the wide receiver spot over A-Rob and, uh, Told him not to do it and MJ listened. he's thankful. So any uh, anything else you uh you want to get off your chest here.
2: Uh, I was just gonna say Robert Tanyan just uh scored a 40 yard touchdown. So good for the the waivers if he's out there. Um to add. So but no, uh you know, we have one more week left. This is it for most people. Uh make it to the playoffs. So if you're on that borderline, uh tune in to the shows this week and we will uh help you out and hopefully get you into the playoffs so we can uh so we can all win championships this year and all have a great Christmas and uh, by winning championships. Cause that is the goal of this show. And you can uh, hopefully subscribe and you hopefully hit that like and subscribe button. And uh, especially that, that thumbs up cause it helps us grow and it helps us uh, tell uh, YouTube that uh, people like the, what we're saying. So I know you come here for the, for this, for the good looks, but you know, I, what, what can I say? Uh, I can, we're also give out some decent fantasy advice we're not just pieces of man meat
1: here all right not if maybe if we get to 800 subs by the end of the year we'll do a uh, we'll do a shirtless show because we know that's what uh what the people are really here for there i know they've been waiting for us they think every week they tune in we're finally going to be like scantily clad and clothed but you know we're, we're we're trying we're trying to have you guys come here for our brains and not just these these beautiful looks so like Kev said, smash that subscribe button, hit us with a thumbs up, follow us across all social uh, social media platforms, and we will be going live again on Wednesday to start over for week 13 and get you guys ready for, uh, ready for the playoffs. So until then, hope you guys have a good week, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. <music>